We are back with the Buffalonian podcast. I'm Joe Kelly. As always, I'm joined by none other than Dom Loss. Not sponsored by Snapple. If you're watching on video, you saw Dom hold up the Snapple. No free brand deals here, but we'll give Snapple a pass. Dom's drink of choice for a pod. If you haven't noticed by now, I mean, it pops in pretty much every episode. But uh, we're back for betting on the Bills 2023-2024. We're in the divisional round. A lot different feeling than the divisional round episode from last year against the Bengals. Um, you know, for the better, I would say. What about you? What do you think right now in this situation versus last year? How are you feeling? No, oh, I mean, I feel 100% more confident that they could win. It's also a little bit weirder. It's, it's strange in the perspective of Cincinnati was more banged up than Buffalo and they kicked their ass. And then now it's kind of like the Bills are more banged up than Kansas City. But mm-hmm. no, I mean, the Bills had this one at home again, two and a half point favorites. Surprised that number stayed at two and a half, to be completely honest, with all the injuries defensively for the Bills. Kind of would think yeah. that number would go down a little bit, but I don't know. I guess I guess they have faith in I, I have a question. You know, okay. all these talk shows have been talking about this specific question. I want to see your your specific take on it. Okay. Who do you think is under more pressure? Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen? And here I, I think it's important to clarify. I think they mostly mean this weekend. Because, like, I think there's no doubt that over the course of the postseason, Lamar's under more pressure than Josh, strictly from the perspective of the Ravens were the number one seed. They had the bye. They, I mean, they can't have had an, a, an easier road to the Super Bowl from the perspective of, if you said before the season, you have to win two games at home against Houston. I know CJ Stroud's playing well, but that's an inexperienced group. And then you mm-hmm. have to play one of Allen and Mahomes. I think Baltimore would have took that in a heartbeat. So, I think they're under more pre- like Lamar's under more pressure than Josh. That, but this weekend, what do you think? Who's under more pressure? Okay, so this weekend, I think I, I agree with you. Lamar is definitely under more pressure for the playoffs. The, the the entirety of it. I think Josh is under a lot of pressure this weekend. I'm going to be honest with you because of the legacy of the Chiefs against the Bills in the postseason. Right, the Bills can beat them in the regular season, but can't get over that hump in the postseason to get to the promised land and. You haven't seen the Bills go past the AFC Championship ever. Well, not ever in the Josh Allen era. Um, we haven't. Who do they? Who do they, we have not? We have never seen it. Fans out there have. Um, and who did they fall to? They fell to the Chiefs in the AFC Championship that they really just weren't in at any point. Then you get to the divisional round in 2021, 13 seconds. That game was arguably one of the best in NFL history at the time. Um, you you've been going at the one roadblock for the bills in the playoffs has been the chiefs this week. The pressure's on for Josh Allen to overcome that roadblock and move on to the AFC championship where who, whoever they'll play could be home against the Texans could be away uh, against Baltimore. I I think the, the, like you said, the entirety of the playoffs, it's Lamar this game, this week, divisional round specifically against the chiefs. It's Josh Allen. What do you, what do you think? No, I a thousand percent agree. I I think it's from the perspective of this. If you just looked at the range of outcomes, mm-hmm. like if Lamar loses, he's already deemed as a playoff joker, and now he'll definitely be deemed as another playoff joker because this will be the second time he's had the one seed, has had the bye, and then has lost to an inferior opponent at home. Right. right. And that then he'd be actually be fun fact, Lamar's 0-2 in the playoffs at home. So then he'd fall to 0-3 at home, which is mm-hmm. a remarkable step. But then he's won four in the playoffs overall. And it's kind of like, man, you have two MVPs, but you can't win. But then, from the perspective of if Josh loses, the Bills lose, 
You can't get over the hump. You can't. Mm-hmm. You can't. You can't beat the Chiefs of the Bengals. You were, you know, locked in at that number three team in the AFC, and a lot. I mean, that's a tough place to be. And this is like, if you're not going to do this, then now, then when? A little bit. Because like this is the weakest Chiefs yeah. team since Allen's ascension in 2020. You have the game at home. I know the injuries and all that, so I think the injuries actually make this a pretty even playing field, to be honest. Um, it makes the game a little bit more interesting. But if you can't beat Mahomes now, when, especially the first road game, all the storylines, and then if you look at what happens if they win, like if Lamar wins, it's like, okay, like you were a nine-point favorite, you're at home, you're playing a rookie quarterback, you should win, like, Right. I don't think I don't think it pushes the needle that much for Lamar, other than if maybe if he plays well, it'll be like, oh, this is his first game that he played well in the postseason. If Allen wins, the complete narrative shifts for him of like, okay, he's got, he slayed the dragon, he's gotten over his biggest hurdle, um, and take take down Mahomes the first time in the postseason. And then actually would have the I know he'd be one two in the playoffs against Mahomes, but he'd be four and three overall. So then he'd actually take the head to head. Yeah. I know two in the playoffs, so that's kind of what matters most, but so I think Josh just has more in stake from a win-loss perspective because I think his winning is so much higher than, Mahal- than Lamar. And they're losing kind of equal, but I think it's a little worse for Allen. So, yeah, that's, that's, where, that's where I think there's more pressure on Josh this weekend. Now, I, I don't know what happens, say, if both quarterbacks play well and both quarterbacks lose. I don't. I think then maybe the, the burden falls on Lamar. Like, if Josh has yeah. another he has in the 2021 divisional round. That's the the de- the banged up defense that can't get a stop loses the game. I just again the narrative will still be on Josh because that's how it goes. It's the quarterback. Like, quarterbacks aren't a win stat except when we get to like these postseason games where it's like do or die, and it's not a, a small sample. It's a small sample size, so then it does matter, I guess. Yeah, but like, Josh plays really well, like he did in the divisional round 2021, and loses. I I guess from a bias perspective, I don't know how much that kills him, but. It will because it's the world we live in. Yeah, and listen, he's going to be jumped on by the national media sharks in a second as soon as they lose that game. So it's yeah, it's just it's you're absolutely right in that fact. If he does have a game like he did in 2021, or if he continues on the hot streak he's on right now after the wild card game, he had a great game the other day against the Steelers. Um, it's it, I I 100% agree with you on that. It's just it's a tough situation to be in now because like you said they can't get over the hump where do you go from here are you just going to sit at that third best team in the AFC or are you going to what changes do you think they'd make in that situation I know we're kind of jumping the gun on that a little bit but does that reignite the hot seat under uh, McDermott a little bit coaching wise in the fact that he hasn't he he hasn't gotten a team that can go over uh, over the hump in Kansas City or at home against Kansas City too, or you know he hasn't get, he hasn't gotten through that roadblock yet. I mean he's definitely safe. I mean we just saw Mike McCarthy stay and he just lost the home playoff game to freaking Green Bay um, and Jordan Love, even though they've I mean, been playing not, really well. But but still, um, mm-hmm. I think he. I mean obviously I don't think he's gonna. Get, if the Bills lose, I don't think there's a scenario. Where, I mean I guess if they get like completely crapped on, maybe. But like even that, I, I think his his job is safe. I think. It will be inert. I, I think it'll, I mean, the pitch force will definitely come out. I mean, there's no doubt yeah. in my mind. Like, I mean, yeah. There's no doubt in my mind. But I don't know what specific, I think that's the frustrating part is I don't know what specific moves they make if they lose this game. 
like I'm just kind of like so focused on the season. I'm not having focused too much, but I will say I think they need the Bills need to improve the outside wide receiver position immensely. Like tight end is in a nice spot for next year. Running back, it's going to be in a nice spot of James Cook Pro Bowler. The offensive line's all coming back. Well, I guess we'll see what happens with Mitch Morris if he retires or not. But you would think all five of those guys come back. You have yeah. Titans coming back. You have Diggs. You have Shakir. After those two, it's kind of Hardy probably gets cut because his cap hits too much. Sherfield probably not going to be brought back. So I just think the Bills need to kind of a little bit like the Chiefs, to be completely honest with you, kind of need to invest heavily in wide receiver Um this year, I guess that's the big thing for this game. Like, not having Gabe Davis has kind of exposed that a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. Ben Sherfield's not a great – like, he's a good blocker. But, like, I think in this game, you know, talking – You need bit, four touchdown Gabe Davis here. I think focusing a little bit more about this game, I think it – I think there's two critical – you know, shifting the game and just talking about the Bills' offense for a second. Like, you know you're going to get pressure. Like, this is the third straight week that the Bills are playing a team that likes to bring pressure. Right, the Steelers brought a lot of pressure last year. Last year, Jesus, last week, and got <laughs> carved up by Josh. Like Josh yeah. carved him up. Yeah, on the fifty-two-yard touchdown run, they brought pressure. We saw the Miami team bring a lot of pressure, and they had some success with that. Right, Vic Fangio. You know, Steve Spagnola is going to bring a ton of pressure, and it's going to be do the do the Bills have easy, quick options off that pressure to expose that? Which is why when people get really pissed off when they see when they see like the third wide receiver screen of like the first half, like mm-hmm. there's a reason why they do that. It's because pressure's coming and they want they have might think they have a numbers advantage on the outside and it's two blockers against two and then you have your third guy with the ball. So, right, you know what I mean. I think that's where we're gonna see a lot of wide receiver screens and all that. It's going to come down, really though, to the run game. The run game is the most important thing in this game. It's not going to be Josh Allen. A lot of people, you know, yes, the primary duel is Mahomes and Allen, but really it's the run game. This Chiefs defense is an elite pass defense. It is a quite below average run defense, and you could run at them, and they ran at them a little bit in the first meeting, right? They so did. I, James Cook flipped game. into the end zone. And we saw this last week against the Steelers. Like, Josh only threw for 200 yards, and everyone was like, oh, my God, like, Josh had a good game with like no turnovers and what was it? Four touchdowns? Yes, four touchdowns, but he, he only threw for 200 yards. And I was like, yeah, the reason why he threw for 200 yards is because they, they kind of just, I know they had a couple runs at the end of the game that didn't do much because they were kind of running the clock out. And it was like that one drive where they ran the ball well and they had like two straight like first and tens where they lost two yards or whatever. But they ran the ball down the Steelers' throat. That's exactly what they need to do against this Chiefs defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. We've seen a resurgence in the Bills run game or even a resurgence. I mean, it's never been alive since Josh Allen's really been around since LaShawn McCoy. Really, it's the last time the Bills could really run the ball. Um, and we're seeing that now with James Cook. They've been I mean, they've single handedly won games with the run game like the Dallas game. And you have seen them tried against the Chiefs and uh, seen some success, like you said. So I I 100 percent agree with you. The the uh, what you call it, the playbill or whatever it's going to be, the. The show card is going to show Allen v. Mahomes. That's going to be the biggest thing. But at the end of the day, it's going to be two teams that have some injuries as well uh, going at it. Bills most recently with injuries. And uh, that run game for both teams with Pacheco, too, that's going to be big. I think that's going to be one of the bigger areas of this game. So 
Um, you well, saw him get a lot of action last week too, Pacheco. So yeah, wouldn't be well, surprised. Yeah, it's, it, well, it's crucial for really two reasons. Three reasons for a game. One is that again, that's the most efficient way of being the Chiefs' defense. It shows how good the defense is, to be honest, because the right. game is not usually an efficient way of method of doing that. Two is Chris Jones. You don't want him in the backfield in those passing downs. You want to tire no. him out. And the best way to tire him out is to run the ball right at right at him. And I'm not saying he's he's still a good run defender, but we all know his pass rushing prowess and all that. Like you don't want to like a tired Chris Jones is a good solution for the Bills. And three, what you allude to with injuries, like I think the Bills is a and they've done a very good job of Joe Brady the last couple weeks of controlling the clock. Mm-hmm. I really think they need they need to win the time of possession. Like the the more they need to shrink the number of possessions in this game. The less possessions for the Chiefs, the better for the Bills. The more time with the ball for the Bills, the better for them. Like that that means the Chiefs don't have the ball against your banged up defense. Like the Bills need to be efficient with their drives and they need to take a while. Like th- that is really crucial. Instead of each team having like 11 possessions, make it eight. Each team gets right. eight. And what can you do with your eight possessions? And that's why. I mean, that's why the Bills have to run the ball effectively. If the Bills, listen, I'm just going to say it. If the Bills don't run the ball effectively, they're going to lose the game. I mean, mm-hmm. it's as simple as that. This Chiefs defense, again, is not built great against the run. Like, if, if they can't run the ball well against the Chiefs, they have no chance because Spagnola is going to blitz the crap out of Josh Allen. Oh, yeah. There's no question about it. They know he's slippery. They know he can get out of the pocket and everything. So, um, they're going to be sending pressure his way. There's no question about it. And it's a common opponent. This is a rivalry. Now you're, you're used to seeing these guys go at each other in a certain way and go at it that way. So I, I truthfully, I 100% agree with you. I think Spagnolia, he's going to go crazy and just try and get Josh Allen uncomfortable back there. Cause that's when he does try and force the throws. That's when he does make the, you know, the mistakes. So you have to, you're going to have to live with that, unfortunately. And, it's the way it's going to be. But I think uh, before we get into more about this game, we can uh, talk some injury report here. Taking a look at the Bills side of things to start off here. Um, I don't know if you have it pulled up too, but we're looking at, uh, you know, of course, of course, we'll start out with the big news of the day, though, before we go into the actual report itself. Uh, we have some people ruled out officially. Wide receiver Gabe Davis, Christian Benford, cornerback, and then, uh, Balen Specter and safety Taylor Rapp as well. So some significant pieces on the defensive side. And of course, Gabe Davis uh, and Sam Martin as well, right? I mean, they signed, uh, I don't know if he was confirmed out today, but they ended up signing my favorite Bills punter, Matt Hawk, into the into the, the squad. So I would assume if you're signing a punter, Sam Martin is not necessarily a guarantee to go. So keep an eye out for that as well. Um, he pulled his hammy chasing down a blocked field goal last week or blocked extra point attempt so <laughs> you see it I don't know I kind of laughed I felt really bad because Sam Martin has been on and off he's been he recently been all right for the Bills AFC special teams player of the month but you see him grab his hammy you can't help but think of uh Kevin James and grown-ups but anyway going going onward here Josh Allen is still on the injury report with that neck stinger he got at the end of a game a couple weeks ago he's been a full participant in practice there's no question about his availability or not um and then taking a look now, Terrell Bernard was left off of that report. I think that's a big thing for the Bills if he plays. Thought to be a high ankle sprain. Uh, that's what it's speculated to be. The x-ray came back negative. What I mean, 
I saw that play. I saw his ankle. I thought it was in two separate pieces. I don't know about you. That did not look like it was something no. that he could come back from. But what do you think about him playing this week? Well, first, I just want to allude to that. I hope Matt Hawk doesn't play because his last punt with the Bills was in that 2021 divisional round against the Chiefs, and it was the big Tyree kill return. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, so ho- hopefully that doesn't happen. Um, I guess it's a good thing that they haven't ruled him out, and I don't think the Bills want to rule him out because then they had to call up Matt Hawk from the practice squad, which is one of their two call-ups. And we, all, we already know that one of their call-ups will probably be Andy Isabella because Gabe's out and they need a wide receiver. So mm-hmm. if the other one's Sam Martin, that means they can't call up a linebacker. I, I'm pretty sure AJ Klein's on their practice squad. So yeah, I think, that, I, mean, I, think they, I think they would prefer Sam Martin's active. They call up AJ Klein and Isabella like they did last week. But yeah, AJ Klein led the team with 11 tackles. Can't be really mad about yeah. that. Off the couch. It's that off the couch mentality. And Leonard question. Fournette is also gone, by the way. Just yeah. want to throw that. We didn't cover that on Tuesday. He's out. To your question, though, um, I don't think he's going to play, personally, because I think mm-hmm. that ankle's a significant injury. Uh, that's why they need AJ Klein to be up from the practice squad. Um, but I guess they're going to see he, he's not going to practice today, so he hasn't practiced all week. So I guess they're maybe thinking maybe he doesn't get practice this week and he's just going to be able to understand the game plan without having to go through the game plan. Um I I, say, I, don't, I don't think that's the biggest injury that's currently in doubt for the for the Bills to be honest because they're it seems to me knock on wood I mean who knows but it seems to me that they're going to get um, Tyrell Dotson and Rasul Douglas back yeah so that kind of at least mitigates the oh we lost Benford I guess Douglas and Benford I think are the same caliber player so you still have Dane Jackson. Another reason why we didn't trade Kyrie Elam, like he kind of came through last week. Like I know he didn't have a good, the greatest performance, but getting the interception, like that's kind of why we didn't. At least you have some cornerback death, and at least getting mm-hmm. Dotson back at least puts one of the linebacker spots back. And maybe you play AJ Klein, I guess. And that's not a great option, but out of necessity, maybe out of necessity, you know? it could be worse, I guess. And yeah. obviously, with Rap being out, you still have Cam Lewis that can kind of play that that safety spot, that third safety spot, I guess, or Demar mm-hmm. at that point. Um, they had Hamlin suited up last week when the injury happened. Yeah, so, so actually, yeah, maybe it's Demar that's going to get more of those reps, and they're going to. Well, the big thing, the biggest injury is Taron Johnson. It's not mm-hmm. not a question. I guess Sam Martin is kind of like a one A one B because actually, like I know it's kind of weird saying not Bernard, but I think I just don't think he's going to play. And Sam Martin playing helps the Bills practice squad elevations a lot. Yeah. Um, and yeah. he's also been the holder all year for Bass. I know Bass had success of Hawk, but. No, Taron Johnson's the biggest injury by far because he's all pro. He does so much things to this defense. You saw when Cam Lewis, Cam Lewis, not a bad nickel corner, but he's not an all pro nickel corner. Right. Um, and there's a difference when, when you're when you're playing that. Um, I don't know. Maybe we're going to see more Saran Neal then because the Bills have liked to play dime um, against the Chiefs with having Saran Neal man to man just punking Kelsey. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I think maybe that's it. But no, he's the biggest injury. Uh, they haven't ruled him out, which is good. He was in the non-contact red jersey on Thursday, which is a good sign. But concussions are tricky and all that. And him being out, I think, would be really – him being out is significant. If, if I had to rank the three people being out, it's probably Taron, Bernard, Martin. But with their roster configuration, you may want to put Martin ahead of Bernard because if Martin's out, that really screws up. Elevation. Like if Bernard and Martin are both out, it really screw. I don't know what they're gonna do. Yeah, like it, like Tyler Medikevich may have to play significant snaps if someone goes down at this point at linebacker, which, which yikes. is like yikes. 
I mean, you would have probably AJ Klein and Dotson, and then have Dorian Williams as the third. And then if Dorian, if one of those two goes down, then we're gonna have one, yeah, one of those two go down, then we're gonna have Medicavigen. So again, not a great, great situation to be in with the injuries. Um, with the Chiefs, though, nothing really of note. I don't think Sky Moore is gonna be activated off IR. We'll see if Tony. I don't think Tony's gonna play. Uh, Wanya Morris has been a full practice with the concussion, so I think he's going to come back. The only big one is Derek Nadi is not practiced with a triceps injury, and he's their best interior run defender. Mm-hmm. Uh, so another reason to just pound the rock is if Derek Nadi, the big 330-pound nose tackle, is out. Yeah. Um, it's another reason to pound the rock. So the, the, yeah. the, the Chiefs are looking a lot better on the injury report than the Bills, unfortunately. But. They are. They're looking a lot better. I mean, Kadarius Tony, l- light, limited participant. Maybe he won't line up offsides. Maybe they cut off his toes to shorten the cleat a little bit for him. But <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, we'll have to wait and see on that one. But, yeah, they're looking a lot better. Um, lots of full participants with lim- very, like, non-crazy injuries here. Um, with Nick Bolton, a wrist injury, but he's been a full participant all week. Uh, Legarius Sneed, calf injury. He's a limited participant, but he's participating. So there's no no big do not, did not practices aside from the one you mentioned. So that's really, the Chiefs are looking in a lot better shape, but they've looked in decent shape for most of the season, Dom. And they've been playing arguably their worst football in their recent history, I would say. Yeah, but they played pretty well. Them, I mean, they're they're, they're down right, the so. stretch. Yeah, but um, I just think it's gonna come down to again the Bills controlling the game. They gotta control the game. It's not it, the last two games have been twenty four twenty and twenty to seventeen. I don't think the score will be that much different. I don't think we're gonna get the forty two thirty six or the thirty eight twenty four or the thirty eight twenty that we, we got in the first couple matchups. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is gonna be a um you know that kind of game of just it's kind of gonna be time present and these guys it's weird to say with two absolute elite quarterbacks, but mm-hmm. like both their defenses you can I mean definitely for the Chiefs and for the Bills you before all the injuries you could argue that they were the best side of the ball. I mean, the big reason yeah. why they Bills turned around was their defense stopped being awful, and that was actually productive. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's playoff time. You're, uh, whatever Mahomes is over under in on rushing yards, you probably want to hit the over. And I think Josh is all the way up to forty two and a half. Like they are really making you. Making well, he you did it. Play. They were over thirty eight and a half for him last week, and he did it on one play. So I, yes. I feel like they kind of have to. Yeah, they got to bump it up. He's got rolled over at that point. I mean, you just know <laughs> he's like, I mean, you just know he's going to get five, six, seven carries, and Josh is pretty good in scrambles as well. And you know, he's going to get some design runs. Yeah. Um, I will say this as a Bills fan, like, I would really appreciate it. I know you don't want to like zig and zag and all that. I would appreciate it if Josh did something else other than going to left on QB sneaks. I know. I would just, I just, I, I'm sorry, like, is it becoming as cheesy as the brotherly shove? Because it's they not just becoming as cheesy because they're starting to, like I was real like he almost got stopped. He got well, he got stopped in the third and one, and then the fourth and one. He really did kind of get stopped, and Reggie Gilliam saved him by shoving him over the line. And yeah. you know he got stopped. What he got stopped two out of his last three attempts in Miami because mm-hmm. he got stopped one four and fourth and one jumped got it, and then on fourth and one jumped again and didn't get it. 
He's got to stop jumping. Gotta, that actually is like what you don't want to do. Like you don't yeah, want to. Yeah, because then they can get underneath you and push yeah. you back. Yeah, it's the low man wins. So mm-hmm. I think he, I think he got like it's on his head a little bit because he got stopped on that one against Miami when he went low. And I, and I mean, it was cool to go high because they didn't expect it. But yeah, that's a one off. That's a one off. When you go low and they're expecting it, then you jump. I, I guess mean, this is it's the opposite. Go, I guess, well, I mean, I was going to say it's the opposite to Star Wars. If you, if I guess you have he the high ground. That's not what you want. Going off the rookie, you know, mm-hmm. he doesn't want to go off. Osiris maybe, but and he wants to go off Dion's side, but I don't know, man. I mean, it's just gonna, every time they go for like a, those sneaks, I'm just like my heart is gonna be in my chest. But um, yeah. I would appreciate it if they maybe did something uh, uh, either creative or you know did something else with the QB sneak. To be completely honest, but yeah, focusing a little bit more. I just think focusing on the defensive side, it's all about the D line, man. Like the D line has to control the run game against Pachenko, and they got to get pressure on Mahomes, and, and keep him in the pocket. Too many yeah. times in these matchups in the playoffs against the Bills, Mahomes has just killed us on the with his legs. Killed. I mean, he had that long rush. Not long, but he had that one rushing touchdown on third down in the divisional round. He's had a couple long runs. It's just going to be can can the Bills get pressure with four, or do they need to send pressure? And I think the Bills have the guys that they could get pressure of four. Just can they get them to the ground? Because the Bills have been – I know the Bills lead the league and like, close to the league leading sacks. I just feel like they've just been awful at sack in the quarterback, though, at times. Yeah. Like, yeah. Rudolph had moments where it's like we had so much pressure on him, and then, like, falling back, he just does a 20-yard C to George Pickens. It's like, mm-hmm. really? Are you serious? Yeah, you had him basically that? in your breadbasket. You couldn't do anything yeah. about it. So, yeah, I think that's – even though I agree they are up there in sacks percentage in the NFL, it still just feels like sometimes that they are not just finishing on that um, <laughs> on the sacks there. But I think that's going to be a key here as well. I 100% agree with you. Um, you do have to make Mahomes uncomfortable in the pocket and keep him in that pocket. So then he might make the, you know, the, the, the all-star throw to try and get it out of there or just have him throw it away and waste downs. Like that's what you want to do. You don't want to, he does scramble, and yeah, he got his kneecap put into his shin one time, so they don't QB sneak it that often. But when he sees an open lane and he knows he can get out of bounds, he's gone. So just got to be mindful of that playing him, you know? Yeah. Well, let's go into some X factors. Yes. Let's, let's pick one offensive and one defensive X factor. Okay. My offensive X factor is the entire offensive line. Mm-hmm. I think preferably, actually, if you're going to do like super specific, whoever is matched up against Chris Jones and pass production is probably like the guy because he's the game wrecker and all that. But I think the entire offensive line is the X factor because, as I've alluded to constantly throughout the show, if they're able to run the ball, they can control the game and the Bills can win the game. If they can't, they're not going to win the game. And we all know that the Chiefs, even on passing downs, are going to blitz and do some exotic stuff, you know, slot corner blitz linebacker blitz, safety blitz. Like the offense is going the offensive line is going to, to communicate, had to know which is which person is coming, which person's not coming. If this person goes, who do I have? If this person doesn't go, who do I have? You know, what I mean assignment football. I just think that's crucial. Like if the offensive line can't gets gets confused in these blitz patterns and they're able to get pressure on Josh, which could lead to mistakes, or they can't open up run lanes in the running game, they don't have success. Again, the Bills aren't going to win. So if the offensive line plays right. well, the Bills have an opportunity to win, which is why Everyone's going to talk about Josh and all this. It's it's nitty gritty. It's the offensive line. Yeah, I I like it. You got to win the line of scrimmage to win this game. 
I'm not going to piggyback off of you on that, though. For the offensive, I think I'm going to go with – it's very similar to it, okay? Like, we're, we're talking about the run game for sure. Um, but honestly, something we haven't seen explode in a while, my X Factor – Without Gabe Davis, Stefan Diggs is going to have a game. I think he's going to be the X Factor. The wide receivers are going to be the X Factor. The ground game, as we mentioned, has been cooking with James Cook. Uh, they've been rolling. They've been rumbling, bumbling. They're going. The offensive line has been doing a great job opening up holes. And, yeah, it is the Chiefs' defensive front, so this could be a little more difficult. But I, I do believe that that will happen. I think Josh is going to have a game uh, throwing to his wide receiver core without Gabe Davis and everyone's going to be contributing. The tight ends are included in that. Knox, Kincaid, you saw everyone get a piece of the puzzle last weekend. It's time to spread the ball around. Like when Joe Brady first took over the team, we saw the big difference between just forcing it to Stefan Diggs and sending it to everybody. That's the X factor. The ball needs to be spread around to everybody. Uh, give everyone a piece of that pie because you can't favorite one person. They're going to close in right on you. So that's that's my my offensive X factor. Spread the ball around with the wide receivers and tight ends. Now defensive, what do you got? Who's your X factor? What's your X factor? Von Miller. Yeah. I mean, I mean, a thousand percent serious because we all know as much as people are getting trash on him, and rightfully so, mm-hmm. everybody's done on and off the field. He's going to be on the field in the critical moments of this game. Like, yes, he is. No, yeah. There's no, there's, listen, there's no, it's not worth the energy complaining about it. We all know he's going to be on there on a crucial third down. And listen, last game against the Chiefs, he had two pretty nice rushes. Like, he had that one third down rush uh, to, in the red zone to make the, the Chiefs kick a field goal. And he had that one rush uh, after the right after the offsides of Tony on second 15 to get Mahomes to throw the ball away. And we saw last week, I know that, this, listen, the Steelers tackles aren't great, but he had a couple nice moments in that game. Also, the Chiefs tackles aren't great. So it's not like he's playing, like, you know, all pros out there. Like the, the Chiefs no. tackles are the weakness of the offensive line. And I just, I don't know. I just feel like Vaughn will, listen, he's 13 months removed now from the ACL. I think we're starting to see maybe the athleticism, the confidence kind of come back. I think we all, including myself and def- and you and probably everyone, like underestimated how much of a struggle that was going to be, especially for Vaughn and his age. And, we probably I think we were talking that. about him in week six, thinking he was, you know, the brace is coming off. He's going to be eating. Yeah. And then, no, no, the, he wasn't. Having Trey White. Like, Trey White didn't start playing well until the beginning of the season. Like, yeah. he was kind of hit or miss. And then he kind of was all right a little bit in the postseason, but not really. Like, he wasn't really good until 18 months after. I think, like, Adrian Peterson just ruined what the ACL is. Like, tearing his ACL in nine months later, rushing for 2,000 yards, like, completely ruined expectations for an ACL. It's yeah. kind of like... um. Kevin Durant with Achilles now, like Kevin Durant came back from his Achilles and then lit the world on fire, and now everyone like just thinks that Achilles is nothing. But <laughs> no, I mean, I, listen, I I think he's coming around a little bit. I think he could have one or two moments in this game that swing the game in the Bills' favor. I know that's weird to say of how poorly he's played, but I have I I have oddly have some trust that like in the big moment he'll make one play. Yeah, he's done it for his career. I mean, come on, he's a Super Bowl MVP. He's the closer, they say. So I'd like to see him close it out in the big moment for sure. I like that pick. Uh, don't like what he's allegedly done off the field, but that's aside from the point. Um, he's gonna have a big game, I think. Give me though, defensive X factor here. Give me 
I think we're going to see some splash plays from the secondary. As injured as they are, I think we're going to see some splash plays. We have Rasul coming back. Give me an interception for Rasul Douglas. If that's an option on any bet you're placing, put that in there. Because guess what? Mahomes does – they can run with Pacheco. They love to throw the ball to Mahomes. And no question about it. No question about it. Why wouldn't you? He's a fantastic quarterback. He's the best right now, statistically, over the past chunk of time. Allen's right up there with him. He's athletic. He likes to do things off script. So give me, give me like you're gonna you're gonna have the secondary, I think, make a couple splash plays, whether it be Tyler Medikevich picks off someone, I don't know, some crazy splash play. I think the secondary is gonna really take advantage of that next man up mentality and do business as usual because that's what we've seen really all season. This Bills team was not healthy at one point. We we there were a lot of injuries. We thought the injury list was going to keep growing from there. Instead, it shrunk and then regrew. It's like a lizard's tail falling off. It just came back. I truthfully think it's it's a big game changer here. They're going to just go up and play McDermott's defensive scheme. He's a wizard with those defensive backs. No matter what, no matter who it is, they always come through and play. Dane Jackson, Kyer Elam. We haven't seen Kyer Elam play good football in a long time. He comes in gets trash-talked on the play before, and then gets a pick in the end zone the next play for a touchback. Would you have ever pegged Would you have ever pegged Kyrie Elam getting an end zone interception in that game? No. No. Next man up mentality rings true with the Bills, and I think the Bills secondary is going to have a day against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, where their receivers, I think, are lacing up with Landa Lake's fake butter, margarine, if you will, uh, before the games, because they are just dropping passes left and right. Bobble it for the secondary. Let them pick it right out of the air. I think I think you're going to see some secondary action here. That's my my X factor. Might be a little bit of a hot take because of the injuries, but X factor for me. No, that, that seems fine. I think I think the biggest injuries part of the is really like the linebacker court just got decimated in literally two weeks of action, but yeah. that's okay. Um, I think both of us are picking Josh for the MVP. I don't I don't know how how you, you can't go can. other way. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess we could just go to score. I mean, we're both picking Josh. I mean, we're just lying to ourselves. If we're, if we're picking anyone else in this moment, in this moment, we're just like completely lying to ourselves. Yeah. And uh, in the, in the viewers. Um, so let's just go to game. Let's go to game protections. Uh, I guess, uh, you know, I'll lead this off. Okay. I, I, I've listen, 24, 20, 2017. I just think it is going to be a tight game in the fourth quarter with about five minutes to go. And each quarterback on that five minute mark is going to get one possession. Mm-hmm. And whichever whichever quarterback comes through and gets points and whichever one gets stopped, he's gonna win the game. Simple yeah. as that. The last two that's two games, story of the game. Down twenty to seventeen, Joss leads a touchdown drive, Mahomes mint left, interception, game over. Last game of the season. Josh leads a field goal drive. Up three, two minutes to go. Mahomes turnover on downs. It's kind okay. of like the, it's the story of the game, the last two games. And uh-huh. it's been Allen on this on the on the positive winning end. Do they and, flip? And uh I think he comes through again. So let's, call, call me a sucker. Call me a, a Bills homer, but I think it's gonna be 24-21 Buffalo. I think they kick a field goal and then the Bills defense gets a stop. I like it. I don't think anyone could call you a homer, by the way, because I remember last year in the regular season, you literally picked the Chiefs to win, and they didn't. I so, did. I did. Yeah. Yep. So I don't. I don't know. I, I don't think the. I know. I didn't. Who did I pick? The. I, mean, I picked the Eagles this week this year too. So. I, 
Oh, yeah. I always pick the Bills. Yeah. No, no, you're not a homer. I pick the Bills the majority of the time. So, I mean, call me the homer if you want. But my score prediction, I think MVS drops three end zone passes. I, I don't. Jeez. I think Travis Tra, Travis Kelsey hasn't been able to catch a ball in like three weeks. Uh, I don't know what's going on there. He eventually gets his groove, but in the first quarter, two quarters, second half, they get their groove. First two quarters, though, he's dropping passes that should be an easy catch. I don't really know what's going on. He's having an off year, whatever. Um, rumor has it it's Taylor Swift, but we're not going to go into that. Um, I truthfully would I, – I think it's going to be a close game, but I do think the Bills, they have the lead and they maintain it. People are saying it's going to go to overtime. We're going to see both teams get a possession Please like don't. the game a couple of years ago. That is not happening. I'm telling you that right now. The Bills are not going to overtime. The Bills are winning this game 38-28. to 28. I think they win by 10 here. Um, I Truthfully, I think they've been playing better no football way. down the stretch. I'm sorry. There's no way they're going to score. What, how many points? 66 points? No way. You don't think so? No. Give it to me. These I'll two take offenses the over. against... These two offenses against these two defenses, there's no way they're going to score 66 combined points in regulation. Listen, I liked, I'm joining the yeah, Open I will say right now, as the biggest Bills fan, 0% chance. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll take a dive off your pool if they score 38 points in regulation against the Chiefs defense. Okay. Okay. Off the dock into the freezing cold Niagara River. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I, <laughs> Here we no, are talking no. about ball control and all. <laughs> it's like, oh, I think I scored three points. I, I truly, I, I mean, maybe it's that's a little nerve. bit of an exaggeration. Maybe it's, what'd you say? So the nerves have arrived. And yeah, the nerves have arrived. You're feeling jittery. Listen, that might be an outlandish take. It might. It might. But listen, I think it's, I think it's going to happen. So we're sticking with it. Give me the Bills 38 to 28. I truthfully think it's going to be. Uh, the Bills defense is going to have a couple takeaways that really separate them from the Chiefs, and uh, it's going to come down to that. It comes down to this. At the beginning of the season, if someone said to you the Bills were going to be the two seed and have a divisional home playoff game against the Chiefs, everyone would have t- everyone and their mother would have, would have took that. Mm-hmm. Here we are. It's just yeah. the nerves are there because we're two like we're literally two wins away from playing on the Super Bowl. Like you could. Oh, you you're, can, not, no. you're not quite in the doorway to see it, but like it's like that door has like slightly opened, and then after that they win next week, the door will be open, like you could kind of see it, but then you have to like get in the doorway, and then the Super Bowl you have to like grab it. But yeah, it's very quickly. It's here. It's here. Very it's quickly because we finished the bill. Very quickly. Who 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 are your other three winners of the weekend? Because the Bills are the last game, six thirty on CBS. Which again, we all called. That's another. I mean, you and I just hit on. We, we hit that the Bills were probably going to play like a 1 p.m. Sunday game. I know they didn't play 1 p.m. Sunday, but in the wild card game, we hit yeah. on that the Miami game was going to be the NBC 272 game. And mm-hmm. we hit that the Bills game was going to be 6 3. P.S. If the Bills win this game, um, they play 3 30 anyways because the AFC Championship game is locked yeah. at 3 30. So, right. not that. Not, not, <laughs> we can't but, be that. We can't be that proud of picking that right now because that's yeah, already yeah. established. But, but um, no. Who are your three of the winners? Listen, I, I truthfully think I think the 49ers are beating the Packers, even though the Packers have been playing really well. Uh, I Jordan Love has exceeded expectations. He's really developed this season. Uh, give me the, the 49ers. They're just a complete team in that Shanahan scheme. 
I mean, if you remember, my pick to, for the Super Bowl in the beginning of the season was Bills Niners. So hoping that hoping that comes true here. So I'm going with the Niners, and uh, I'll do NFC. I'll continue there. Buccaneers Lions. Uh, give me the Lions in that game, even though the Bucks have been playing well. I think they they played a uh, an interesting matchup last week against Jalen Hurts, who has who hurt both of his fingers or whatever, broke his finger and the Eagles who basically deflated and rolled over early. So um, I think the lions put up a good fight though. So give me the lions in that one. And we talked about this pre-show Texans Ravens, Texans Ravens, can CJ Stroud pass Lamar? No, the Ravens are winning this game and the bills are going to go to Baltimore at M&T bank stadium. Funnily enough, the official bank of the Buffalo bills to play the Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> I hear all the different picks to be honest. So I don't have nothing else to add other than I'm not going to talk about what happened in my NFC bracket preseason, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure my I'm I get I might have to go back in our predictions, but pretty sure I had Lamar as the MVP and I had mm-hmm. you Bills, did Ravens, I can I'm pretty sure I had Bills Ravens in the AFC championship game. So okay, that I'm not 100 percent sure about. I, I know you had Lamar as your MVP. Listen, if, if those two if the Bills and Ravens win, I I will this week I will on Monday. Go back to our predictions and see where I was, and then confirm or deny. Yes, yes, no, for sure, because that could be that could be huge right there. You should put money on it. That's what I, that's what I say. But uh, maybe maybe we'll get a couple a couple parlays, and I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But that's going to do it for this edition of the Buffalo Odeon Podcast. Betting on the Bills. I'm Joe Kelly. As always, I'm joined by Dom Loss and Dom. How do we always end these, buddy? Go Bills, baby. Go. Bills.